I'm Yasi Salek, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to Morally Corrupt, a show here on the Ringer Reality TV feed. We are back. I am joined with Zach Peter again. We have a great show lined out for you guys. We have to get into the news of the week because it is huge. And then we're going to recap OC. Kind of the dog days of summer here right now, I guess until next week when New York starts. But not that much to recap when it comes to Housewives, Zach. I know. I mean, at least this was a good episode of OC that it kind of satiated us until then. But we are really in the dog days. I feel like we need more house. I'm ready for Beverly Hills to start like tomorrow with this news. Oh, my gosh. But but, but OK, that's a great segue. Love a good segue. The news of Kyle and Mauricio splitting. But question mark, because that news came out. It came from people. Very reliable source exclusively to people. And usually when it comes from people, somebody told them, I'm going to say in the family, somebody in that family told them they would never report it. I mean, everybody knows that when people would report stuff on the Kardashians, somebody from the Kardashian camp was literally talking to people. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's the exact same thing for Kyle and Mauricio. Sadly, we're getting this information after the season has wrapped. And unlike... Atlanta, where Drew and Ralph split and they brought the cameras back, Kyle is never allowing that to happen. So we're going to have to wait for a whole new season. We're talking 2024 before we're going to get anything. Maybe 2025. Well, I hear that this season focuses a lot on her marriage. And a lot of the women have a lot of questions that they ask about her marriage throughout the throughout this upcoming season. So I feel like it's going to be touched on, but... I don't know. I also kind of feel like it has to be a major 
center point for the season. And like you said, people has really good connections to the production. Dave Quinn wrote the book, No No Diamonds and Rosé. So he knows all the housewives. He knows all the producers. He knows all the people. I'm sure he's got a really good source because the source claimed that they are separated, right? And Kyle and Mauricio released their statement saying they're not divorcing. So divorcing and separation, two very different things. So I actually believe that it's we're going to see their marital issues play out this upcoming season. And it was possibly a production leak that dropped this now to, you know, stir up some, some momentum for the upcoming season. I mean, this happens every single season on Beverly Hills. People used to say it was Lisa Renna. They're like, Renna's leaking, Renna's leaking, Renna's leaking. Well, she put a diaper on and she ain't leaking anymore because she ain't on the show. So it's clearly a production leak. I hate that it's a production leak. Like I want, I believe you. I want it to be that, you know, some close friend or, you know, someone in the family. I'm not, I don't want to name names because I don't want to get in trouble. Was actually the person revealing this information. But I, your theory makes so much sense. And I did not know that allegedly that's the Kyle storyline in this upcoming season because the complaint for a while for Kyle has been she's too produced and she is. I mean, like she's a producer, she's producing the situation and she's not sharing her life story. Yes, Kathy, Kyle, but like she's, she's not sharing, I guess, her personal story. There's been a lot of, I feel like there's been complaints. So the fact that it focuses on Kyle's personal issues is interesting to me. And that is a draw into the season. Now, you knowing all this information, because I didn't know this before, this, when this came out, it was one of those, where were you when you found out Kyle and Mauricio split or were separated? But so for you, one, where were you? And two, were you shocked knowing what you knew about this upcoming season? I, okay, so there are the rumors about Morgan Wade, the country singer that have been going around on social media. So I heard people and their rumblings saying that they think that there are issues with Kyle and Mauricio. I didn't give it too much life at the time because I was kind of like, this is dumb. Like, this feels like a theory that we're kind of running with. It doesn't really seem like it has any real merit to it. And then I started seeing Instagram accounts put together like, you know, showing all of their posts in the last year, not Morgan and Kyle, but just Kyle's posts and Mauricio's posts. And you can tell in the last year, Kyle hasn't really posted with Mauricio. And when she has posted about him, it's very generic. And it's very much like you're such a great father. Our daughters are so lucky to have you. Whereas on his social media posts, he was posting like these sweet Valentine's Day posts and happy birthday posts that were so lovey-dovey about his wife. And she wasn't liking any of them. She wasn't commenting on any of them. Like, so I was like, okay, so there clearly seems to be some tension. And then I'd interviewed him back in April when his book came out. And he'd said that like, it had been a rough year um, that, you know, the other women started talking about the rumors and that made it really challenging on his marriage to Kyle. And so I was like, okay, they're going through it. I did not expect them to be separated though. I think I was like getting ready to upload my podcast episode for the week, which kind of touched on that. And then as I was doing that, I was like, oh my God, this is major news. We have to re-record everything because Kyle and Mauricio, like th that was the couple that everybody saw go the distance except for Alison right. Dubois. Woo! And the Alison Dubois of it all. I mean, she has to be, not that anybody, not even us, no one's relishing in the news of a couple with children and, and who we've seen, you know, we feel like we've grown with them in some ways. No one is excited to see this news. 
But you can't talk about the, the announcement of the separation and not go back to that dinner party from hell mm-hmm. where our show is named after that that whole moment, morally corrupt. It's a huge moment in Housewives history. You can't go back to Alison Dubois and that e-cig and listen to her talk about, predict that Kyle's relationship wouldn't last. And how many years ago was that? 12, 13? Yeah, I think that was like, what, 2014? So yeah, like 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. And Allison said, I saw that she's put out a statement. Of course. Of course, she's been waiting. She probably had it already typed up, ready to press send if this ever happened. But she said a lot of people thought that she was talking about Camille, Camille. and Kelsey Grammer because they did separate shortly after this season, that season 11, 12 years ago. But I, and, and here's the thing. They're separated. They may find their way back to each other. And they're definitely trying to make that the story as we've conveniently seen paparazzi pictures of them in Aspen having lunch or dinner or the the families all together over the holidays. And and so it it seems like they're trying to water it down a bit. Do you feel like any of it is a little performative? I think it's all performative. But the interesting (laughs) thing is, even on 4th of July, the photos of the family together and the photos with Kyle and Mauricio, Mauricio posted them. Kyle didn't post any photos of her and Mauricio. And nor did she like or comment his post. Like, don't you like I just I feel like she doesn't feel connected to him, which is part of what Allison said. He'll never emotionally fulfill you. She said, but you'll stay with him and he'll take care of you. She stayed with him all these years. He's taking care of her. I believe if they separate, he'll continue to take care of her, especially financially. And she said, as soon as the kids are bigger, you'll have nothing in common. The kids are now bigger. This is why it didn't make sense that Allison was picking up on Camille and Kelsey's divorce because they didn't have kids that were older. Their kids were very young, you know, and and Kelsey was very much not looking forward to taking care of Camille. He was like, you're done. You figure yourself out, you know, and then eventually she fought him for a divorce settlement. But, you know, I think it always was Kyle and Mauricio. And, you know, Allison never said that they were going to split or divorce. She just said that you know, Kyle will never be emotionally fulfilled. And maybe that's why she needed to find some other friends like Morgan Wade to emotionally fulfill her. It's when the rumors started with with Kyle and and Morgan, I remember like in our group chat, there were rumors already about Kyle and Mauricio. And I was like, guys, where are you finding this? I'm not seeing this anywhere. And of course, like they're in every corner of the internet space figuring this out. It's on Reddit. People are putting all these clues together. There's so many TikToks about it. I hadn't seen it. So when this came out, I was like, wow, you guys picked up on something. The fans picked up on something that I wasn't seeing. With Morgan Wade, before I was like, no. But now that I've seen these TikToks, and I will say that I've talked to some people close to like production, and it does seem like the rumors are true. Allegedly. <laughs> Let me put the allegedly. Allegedly, it seems like where there's smoke, there's some fire. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is it? We have the matching tattoos and the matching rings and the social media posts. Like, I just, 
it, it, I think Kyle's going through a midlife crisis and I think she's trying to find herself again or she's more so going through like an identity crisis, right? Mauricio is busy with the agency traveling all the time. The girls are all grown with the exception for Portia. So I think Kyle doesn't know who Kyle is, especially since she's yeah. been with Mauricio for what, 27 years. Like that's a long time to be with somebody and to now and to have your whole world be your family and being a wife and a mother. And now it's hard to be a wife when your husband's always gone and it's hard to be a mother when your kids are grown and leaving the house. So I think she's in that identity crisis phase. And that's why we see her, you know, cutting out alcohol and working out more and hanging out with Morgan. I think she's trying to rediscover who she is. Working out more. So do you think the weight loss is due to the assistance of a weight loss drug? Or now do we think it's stress from the situation? I think it's stress from the situation. And I just think she's working out more because that's probably her escape. You know, that's her way of whether it's her catharsis or her escape from her problems at home. I think she is working out more. And I think the stress is also weighing on her more. I got to tell you, I truly believe that there's something else there. But I will move on from that because I don't want to get in trouble. Allegedly. (laughs) I will say what was interesting too, especially with the Kyle and the Morgan Wade of it all, there have been rumors for years about Mauricio's infidelity. And I'm not just talking about something that came out on the show. There have been years of Mauricio with other women or, and I like, I have, I know people who have personal stories of seeing it not with that they weren't with him, but have actually witnessed it. And so I wonder if, you know, there's been rumors of do that. Did they have an open marriage? And, you know, like that can always be a sticky situation. I don't know if you've heard rumors about the, that they possibly had an open marriage, but I wonder what was the tipping point. And maybe it was the emotional side of it. And maybe that is something she's getting from Morgan. Another Mo, Mauricio, Morgan. I wonder if that played into it at all, or maybe the fact that Kyle is maybe maybe she is being emotionally fulfilled in this with this friendship or whatever it is with Morgan and Mauricio can't take it. I don't know. There's just so many questions and I'm upset we're not getting the answers this season. I feel like Mauricio has faith that the relationship will work out. And I think Kyle is hoping that she can find like a thread of of hope back to him but I think she's done you know from what I've seen just in her own behavior her body language like all of it it's just I think she's done in in this relationship and she's probably just waiting for Portia to age out or I don't know what would be the benefit of staying with him if she's really not in it anymore but I mean the Morgan stuff is is wild and it's just like I I, we need cameras up and we need to be rolling about this because Kyle hasn't had a real good rich storyline in a long time since her sisters. You know, her sisters are really the the meat of her storylines. And now her marriage seems to be taken center stage. Where were you when you found out they were separating? I was here at the house, but my sister sent it to the group chat. And we have a sister chat. And it's it was one of those things where she sent the article and no words were spoken. And my my I have two sisters. And so my, my older sister sent it and my younger sister was like, what? We were like, I, I, I just, I'm like you. I just never thought with all the rumors, with even with the 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 chatter that people have been speculating, I never thought Kyle and Mauricio. And what's 
I saw somebody post this, and did I screenshot it? I think, too, there've just been a lot of announcements of divorces lately in the housewife, you know, franchise. You've got um, Kim and Croy, who had been together for double-digit years. You have Drew and Ralph, who'd been together nine, 10 years, something like that. Now you have Kyle and Mauricio. There's somebody else I'm missing. Somebody else just had an announcement, too. Tom just, and Ariana. They're Tom not and married, Ariana. but they were together for nine years. Yes, definitely had a common law marriage. Like, there's just so much we're hearing about divorces that uh, Lenny and Lisa. Lisa. I, I was like, there's another house. I have Lenny and Lisa. So, with all of that, you start speculating about, oh, well, there's a, there are other on camera relationships that don't seem as strong, but you never got that from Kyle and Mauricio. And even to watch, to go back and watch that episode with Allison Dubois or even other clips that people are starting to post, Kyle was always so protect like that's my man. And I'm if if he leaves me, I'm going with him. Or, you know, he's never leaving me, or we're solid, or have you seen my husband? And I always liked that she was so protective and really down for Mauricio. And they've built something together, not just a family, they've built an empire together. Yeah. We don't have a prenup either. I'm just saying that that might I'm just saying, that's the first thing I thought too, as a lawyer, I was like, when she got with him, he didn't have the wealth. They don't have no, a prenup. They didn't have they don't anything. Have a prenup. And that's always an encouragement for someone to want to stay in a relationship. Just saying, just saying. Did she have a prenup in her last marriage? I don't know. I don't she was know. so young. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But also, like, she came from that, you know, like, her mother and, you know, even at that point, I think Kathy was already dating Rick that I just think, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think that it's possible that they do not have a prenup. And but I mean, they're both so individually wealthy that like, what is there to even I don't know. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. wrong speculating on their divorce because I still want to hold out hope. But you know who needs to get divorced, Rachel? I'm hoping we get the announcement about Teresa and Louie because that's okay. a hot mess express. Oh, you know, part of me wants Teresa to have her happy ending. And I'm not even like a Teresa stan, but we've seen so much her go through so much a part of New Jersey that I just want her to have some peace. And she's never going to find that with Louie, whether she stays or goes, she's never going to find that. 
so moving on to New Jersey, everyone has been speculating on what this next season will look like. Will we have the same cast? It didn't seem like we could based on the reunion. They're, I mean, they, they are really split down the middle and specifically with Teresa and Melissa and them even yelling at one another of, I don't have to see your face again. Oh, you're not going to be here. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. And it really seems like they both can't coexist on this franchise, but in this franchise, but it's been released now or being reported that the whole, the same cast is coming back. No changes are being made. Do you think that they can have a good season? Do you think that Melissa and Teresa are going to have to film separately? I don't know how this works. Now, I have faith in Bravo and their and the production teams, you know, affiliated with them and, and the way that they can make magic work. But I just can't see it. I mean, it's going to be an interesting season, right? Like, they hate each other. I really didn't think they would both come back. I mean, the reports are saying that they both received a contract. I don't know if it, they've both agreed mm. to sign on now that information's out that they're, it's being reported that they're both returning. I don't know. I just... But I, who would leave? If they... Who... Melissa is definitely signing that contract. She's not. Yeah, Melissa's not leaving. Teresa would have to be the one to leave. And I don't know if she would. I, I don't know. I feel like she would do it just to say I quit rather than I was fired. And maybe that's Bravo's kind of cop out of not having to fire either one. But like being like, if it's their choice, then it's their choice. And at least Teresa can go out saying it was her choice. I don't know. We still have a couple weeks before production even begins. So I feel like at this point, anybody can pull out. I mean, if Vanderpump Rules can have Tom Sandoval back and in negotiations with with Raquel, and I have no idea how they're going to make that work, I'm sure that New Jersey can do the same. But as a fan, I don't want to watch their drama anymore. I am so tired of the Melissa versus Teresa. There's there's going to be no resolution. You don't know who to believe. Nobody, I feel like nobody's team Melissa or Teresa. We're just team tired. And yeah. I don't want to watch that play out for a whole another season. And that's going to be the challenge for Bravo. Okay, fine. You I, bring them both back, but we don't want to hear it or see it. I think they should have brought Danielle's brother on the show. Take it back to Jersey season three when we brought on Melissa and Joe behind Teresa's back. I think we should have done the same thing with Danielle. And I think from what it sounds like, Danielle's brother would be thirsty enough to sign a contract. And that's a, a whole Yeah. It's a whole new level of of Jersey. We're throwing it back. We're also, you know, keeping it fresh with new blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like it. I like, I like it because. I've, I'm on record saying Danielle disappointed me. I had such high hopes for her and I just don't like the way she seemed very thirsty to be a part of the Jennifer and Teresa friendship. And I feel like she lost herself a little bit. Wasn't the same Danielle yeah. that entered the show. So maybe her brother can bring her back to us. I do want them to find some sort of resolution. I don't want them to turn into a Teresa and Joe. But bringing back the same cast and like, the Fudas hate Louie. It's, I mean, it's just Margaret hates Louie. I just don't, it's, it, 
they're going to have to almost film two separate seasons with Dolores going back or two separate. It's going to feel like two separate shows with Dolores going back and forth between both because she seems to be the neutral one in all of this. Yeah. And I don't know how that's going to work. Like, it's no. just I like I it's uh, I am at a loss because I just like I don't know how they make it work because I don't think Teresa is willing to budge. I think we saw a little bit of willingness from Melissa and Joe being like, listen, you're always going to be family to us that like we're willing to move forward with peace. But Teresa mm. just came in so vile and nasty at the reunion that I think she really wants nothing to do with them. Nothing. And now we have the kids involved. We got Frankie brought up at the reunion and Gia brought up at the reunion. So you know that this new season's probably going to bring more with them. And I just, now the I kids like are going to be fighting. It's going to be like, ah. I hate be crazy. when Gia has a confessional. And yeah. I like Gia. I do. But I'm, this isn't a generational show. I don't want to yeah. see that. Bring in a new housewife. Don't bring in the kid. I just don't yeah. like G Gia. You are you have a bright future ahead of you, and it does not need to include Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah, the one thing I will say, and hopefully we get more information from at this, is that BravoCon is the first week in November, Ooh. so they will either be in the middle of filming, or well, no, if they film in two weeks, they'll probably be done. But who knows? They'll either be done August, or September, in the middle October, of it. yeah. And so if if this year's BravoCon is anything like last year, Ooh, it was so wee. telling of like they were really probably saying more than they should have. And so I'm expecting that to happen again. And I can't wait to have our front row seat to it. And we'll report it back here on Morally Correct, just wait. like we did. Or we won't even wait to do that. We'll just do it in the middle of the the cafeteria like we did last time because the, the tea was just so good. So good. Speaking of things that are so good, I am really loving Real Housewives of Orange County. Tamara is back. And whoever's decision it was to let her go, they should be put on pause. And whoever's decision it was to bring her back should have some sort of promotion. I saw this tweet and Tamara retweeted it. And it is so true. They said, since Tamara has returned, she's orchestrated a Heather and Taylor feud. She brought on the best newbie in years and exposed her messy as fuck new relationship. She rebuilt her friendship with Shannon and she made Emily and Gina up their game. And Tamara retweeted it and said, all in a day's work. And she deserves to, to, to clap, uh, like pat herself on the back for that because Tamara is single-handedly taking this this show up several notches. Yes, and I think it was actually necessary to let her go because I feel like if we would have kept her on consecutively, and I love Tamara, but I feel like if we would have kept her on consecutively, we would have gotten a little fatigued and tired of her the same way people got fatigued and tired of Lisa Rinna and they kind of eventually turned on mm -hmm. Rinna because Rinna's always been Rinna from her first season in Amsterdam, throwing the glass, don't come for my husband. You know, Rinna's always been you know, she is close to death, Rinna, you know, are you doing, are the people doing coke in your bathroom? Like that was Rinna from day one that I think the audience just grew tired of Rinna. And I think that same thing could have or would have happened with Tamara. It was already starting to get there. And so I think we needed an opportunity to miss Tamara. And I think taking Tamara out of the equation killed the Trace Amigas vibe, which also put a rift between Shannon and Tamara. So then when Tamara came back, like we were invested in that relationship 
ship. So I'm glad that Tamara's back. She is definitely carrying the show. The show needed her to save it. And I think she came to do her job and she is succeeding at it. That's a really good point about the Tamara fatigue because watching the work that she did, where are they, Montana? Watching the work that she did in Montana and how she is playing both sides. And that's what's going to make for such a great reunion when all of this comes out. When you see her do that, it's like, man, Tamara, you know, it's hard to be friends with her because she's going to take whatever she gets from you and she's going to say it. But then she's going to throw you under the bus to save herself, even though it's all going to come out at the reunion anyway. And that can be exhausting. So that does make sense with the fatigue. It's nice. It's fresh. So I'm loving watching it now, but you're right. I don't want to see that over and over again. And it has an effect on the women just in the same way that we're happy that she's back. And you almost forget that that's what Tamara used to be. I think they are too, which is why they're being so open with her and realizing, wait, this is Tamara. This is how she is. So Tamara, we see this IMDB fight, which the women can't get those letters in order correctly. It's giving toothless, not homeless or homeless. I, yeah. I'm messing it up. It's, uh. it's, it's giving, it's giving that, but they have this fight. It's, we pick up where we left off where Heather just reads Taylor and Taylor. I wish Taylor could give it back to, to Heather, but she's no match for Heather. No. Heather rips her to shreds in that comment and in a very, I mean, in that moment, in a very classy way at that, where where Taylor's left speechless, begging to be her friend. (laughs) Are we good? Are we good though, Heather? Are we good? So they have this whole fight about, you know, looking at Heather's IMDB page and analyzing it, the work that she's done has, that it hasn't been a while, that she hasn't done many episodes of seasons. Did you feel like Tamara, they were just simply doing their research or were Tamara and Taylor being shady? I think that they were being shady. And we even see that in the flashbacks, right? I think Taylor's right. Like they were being a little sarcastic and, you know, I don't think that they were trying to be like mean, but like they were being a little shady and a little sarcastic. And I just feel like Tamara should have owned up to that because obviously the footage is going to come out and we're going to have to address it at the reunion. So I just feel like, I don't know, she should have just owned it rather than double down and try to make Taylor look bad. I think that she had too many tequila shots at that moment. So she probably was like not aware because we see later on they post all the different times that they're taking shots. So like Tamara's just like not aware. She's not being calculated in this moment. She's just like doing what she needs to do to survive in the moment. And we see that where she runs in the bathroom with Heather after Heather gets upset over the IMDB thing and flat out asks her because she knows in her gut who Tamara is. She flat out asks Tamara, Tamara, were you being shady? Tamara's like, no. And we get those beautiful flashbacks where as you pointed out, she's clearly being shady. And Heather knows, mm-hmm. she, you know your friends. But what I feel like I'm getting, whether it's from Heather, Shannon, Jen, everybody really wants to be Tamara's friend. Don't you feel, do you feel that? Like almost like a little bit of desperation. Everybody wants to be Tamara's friend. Do you think that it's coming from a, a place of fear of like, if I'm not her friend, then she becomes my enemy. So let's all just play nice with her so that she doesn't come for us. 
Probably. And I think the only person who's really willing to stand up to her like that is Emily, who I did not even notice was not on the trip until the next morning when Gina yeah. called her. I was like, I didn't even miss Emily. And I think Emily's great. I'm an Emily fan. But I was like, oh, yeah, Emily's not here. Didn't even notice that. I feel like Gina's trying to call out Tamara, but she's just not. I don't know. I just don't feel like so she much. has the spine to be able to go against Tamara. Yeah, no, she's no match. But we see Taylor feel betrayed by Tamara, and rightfully so, because she basically blames it all on Taylor, which we know that I don't know who initiated looking up IMDb, but whatever it was, they were both guilty parties in this. But is Taylor going to stand up to Tamara? No, because she's desperate to be her friend and she's desperate to be holding an orange. And I'm disappointed mm. with Taylor because she could have brought it more in this situation, but she didn't. She could have really matched up to Heather, but again, she also just seems to be desperate to be Heather's friend. Please be my friend, Heather. Please be my friend, Tamara. Yeah, so Taylor just kind of sucks it up and moves on. If she wanted the orange, then coming for Tamara would have been the best way she could have gotten her orange. Like at that Thank point, you. go all in. Like she was your friend. She turned on you. She blamed this all on you. Like, yeah. come on. But Taylor's the best when she's wasted. Like that's when we get good Taylor. Other than that, if she's too sober, then she's too in her own head and we don't get the best of Taylor. That's true. That's true. We talked about this last time and I'm going to jump ahead here because I'm going to jump into the Jennifer of it all and her relationship with Ryan and that huge revelation, that moment towards the end where it all really comes to a head and we see Gina get upset and we see Heather say something and we see Tamara reveal new information. I, and maybe it was Shannon who made me realize things in a different way. And I, I don't like Shannon, right? Because Shannon could not fix her mouth to say Black Lives Matter. I'm never going to forget that. I'm always going to remember that moment in the reunion. I am not. I loved Shannon prior to that moment. I think she's such good TV. And she really is fun. When you see Tamara and Shannon doing their thing, they're fun. They're fun to watch. And I'm glad that their friendship, at least for now, seems to be back on track. I'm curious if they're friends in real life or just when the cameras are up. But well, they know. have their new Trace Amiga show, their what? live show that they did. Yeah, the three of them did like a live show together and they came out with like sombreros and they sang songs and they like did the whole thing. Is that offensive? And now they're trying to they're trying <laughs> to make it a tour. I mean, I kind of was I kind of thought the same thing. I don't know. I just I know they're trying to make a tour out of it. I didn't see the show. I didn't even know the show was happening until like people posted about being added on social media. And I was like, oh. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I would be interested in seeing that. I think they're fun. I'd love to see them. And, I'm, and I've am and i been, you know, per, saying we need to bring Vicky back. So yeah. I would go see, I would go see Vicky. But, um, okay, so Tamara and Jen. Tamara reveals, which I got this totally wrong because we saw this in the previews leading up to this episode. She says that she feels some sort of resentment. Is that what she said? Was the resentment the word? She feels some. She feels a certain way about Jennifer and Ryan's relationship because when Ryan first walked into Tamara and Eddie's gym, she said he looked at her and said, I'm going to fuck her. I thought that he looked at Jen and pointed to Tamara I mean, he was talking to Tamara and he looked, saw Jen and said, I'm going to fuck her. 
I did not realize until I watched this episode that he was talking about Tamara. That didn't make sense to me for some reason. I don't know why that went over my head. I was like, oh, why would that he's... went over my head until this moment. I thought he was talking about Jen. I did, too, because why would he look at Tamara and say, I want to fuck her? And he's talking to you. But I even looked it up after and it's like, no, he was referring to Tamara. He was saying that he wanted to fuck Tamara because with Tamara followed that comment up with, well, I haven't said anything because it's disgusting and my husband doesn't know. And I'm like, well, why would your husband care what he said about Jen? Because yeah. he said it about Tamara. And that leads into the whole, we have the, the, the Gina versus Jennifer with the cheating. We have the comments where Tamara's talking about Ryan and his, and Jennifer's even admitted he's never been faithful. He's known as the town whore in Orange County. And a lot to unpack with this situation with the Gina and the Jennifer and the Tamara of it all. Gina, I was saying that Shannon helped me understand it in a way. I went down a dark, I went down a path with Shannon and Trace Amigas and all of that. But Shannon makes a point where she says, Gina really must not be over this situation because, and I forgot about this. You know, she had, I can't even think of her husband's name right now, but she had the infidelity multiple times with her husband and she is not phased at all. And matter of fact, she says she actually doesn't necessarily agree with, with infidelity, but she understands Jennifer in this situation. And I was like, wow, that is very mature, Shannon. And she's right. She's moved on. She's healed. She's in a better place. Yeah. Gina is unraveling. I mean, uh, she I haven't seen Gina like this in a long time. And it's clear, as Heather put it, that she still has some work to do. What did you what are, where do you stand on the Gina of it all? Like, do you think that she's overreacting? Do you understand why she would be so triggered do you understand why she's struggling to have a friendship with jennifer i mean i think gene has been a little dramatic and i think she's like reading a little too much into this i'm glad that heather kind of checked her and even prevented her from calling travis and being like no 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 no. i think you need to go to a therapist and work this out because I think Heather thinks that Jean is not over her ex or I the situation agree. with her ex. Yeah. And I think that that's now becoming abundantly clear. And Heather's like trying to do her a solid of being like, no, you really need to look inward as to why this triggers you. Because Heather's like, no, I don't agree with what Jen did. No, I don't like Jen's relationship with Ryan and how it started. And if my husband did that to me, I wouldn't feel okay with that. But you need to really look into why you're being so triggered by this because Gina's being so dramatic. And I think if anything, as dramatic as she's been, I think it really is because she's not over her own situation. And that doesn't look good for her situation now with Travis. I agree. I Heather was on point in this situation. And like her advice was so good. And I kind of agree with her. It's not fair to Travis. I mean, I feel like you should be able to share things with your significant other, but it seems like she's, it keeps happening. And if I'm Travis, I'm going to be like, you're with me. We've moved on. We moved together. We've blended our families. Why does infidelity bother you so much? If, if it, it's one thing, if you're like, listen, she did this and I can't be friends with women who do that. And so you just let it be. She's, we're cool, but we're not, we're never going to be besties. Fine. 
but you are just breaking down. And if I'm Travis watching this back, I'm going to be like, do you still have feelings for him? Do you, do you wish that didn't, you know, like that, that, that you were still with him? I, I just would have so many questions and I do feel bad for Travis in this moment. And just fast forwarding to the clip that we get for next week. Heather, I mean, Gina clearly doesn't take Heather's advice because she is talking to Travis about the whole situation, just like Heather told her not to do. Gina can't help herself, which again, it's how many, I don't know how many years it's been since her husband, you know, cheated on her. Uh, I don't know if it happened multiple times, but I think even my dog copper can see that she's not over the situation and there's still some no. work to do. There's still a lot of work to do. And maybe it's work she needs to do with, no, I don't think it is work she needs to do with Travis. I think it's work she needs to do on herself. And in terms of just like letting the past go and, you know, trusting that she's in a healthy, happy relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's fair that they keep talking about Jen's relationship with Ryan? Have we reached, I mean, we've been talking about, this is episode five. We've been talking about it since at least episode two. No, because I feel like there's more information that keeps coming out about it, that it's like we're learning more <laughs> as we dig deeper. And I'm like, this is why Jen should have just been fully transparent about everything from the beginning, as should Tamara have been. You know, I mean, if Tamara was so bothered by a comment that Ryan made so many years ago, like why wait until this moment to go there? Like, I just feel like it's unraveling because there's still so much there we have to learn. But I will say Jen is handling herself like a boss, whether she's telling the truth or lying or whatever. She's taking all the punches that are coming at her and she is just trailblazing through them. I'm you're right. And I am choosing to believe Jen in this situation. She has not, she has admitted that she's done wrong. She's admitted that, you know, she, she walked away from her marriage. She's admitted that she was emotionally cheating. And it's like, what more do you want from this woman? I, I, I would just stick to those three points if I'm Jen and I wouldn't give you anything else. When she was like, you're not going to believe this, but I didn't even hold his hand. Jen, I don't believe that. Don't don't say that. <laughs> Just stick to the talking points. You emotionally yeah. cheated. Stay in that space and don't let the Tamara have it all. That's what's, what's happening. Tamara's wearing her down. She's going to keep trying to pull more information because Tamara has all but flat out said you're lying. I mean, yeah. truly. I'm a I mean, little... and Shannon made a... Shannon made a great point of being like, you don't just leave your husband and your kids and drop your marriage for somebody that you kind of have some feelings for. Like, you, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, either she was, I think she was looking for a way out of her marriage. And Ryan just happened to be the perfect opportunity at the right time. But I think she wanted to leave her family. She wanted to leave her husband for sure. Because I think Shannon's right. You don't just abandon your husband for somebody you have an emotional affair with that you're kind of like, oh, you know, maybe this right. might be a thing. Right. No, do you? At so least Kyle's writing it out with Morgan before she leaves <laughs> Mauricio. Do you feel, because Tamara's also saying that, you know, the reason she keeps bringing this up and calling her out is because it's rooted in concern. At the end of the day, she's truly concerned about the relationship between Jen and Ryan because he is known as the town whore, her words, because he's never been faithful in any relationship. And as Heather said, people tell you who they are. 
do you think that this is just a concerned friend who's like, I'm trying to get you to read the writing on the wall. It's there. Yeah. I think Tamara's very concerned and her biggest concern is her paycheck. And she's like, you're not going to take it away from me again. And so she's exploiting the situation that we have with Jen. But I don't think she's wrong. Like, I don't think they're going to last. Like, everything we've heard about this Ryan dude, like, he's airdropping dick pics to other women. Like, it's just, like, insane. And then did you see, Rachel, that they then launched dick pic merch? Ryan and Jen. Oh, my God. Who would buy that? We need dick pic merch. It's literally merch that says dick pic. Guys, we have to stop. We have to stop. I know why they did that. They too were watching the Vanderpump reunion where they said they made 200,000 plus on their merch. Okay? Totally different situation. Nobody wants to dick see. Dick pics are not something you invest in here. Like well, that's put not a the shirt. Wear on a shirt. Yeah. He could have had his actual dick on the shirt and I still am not interested in, in taking a peek. I have no desire you know, to see what You know, he offered like. that. You know, that was a consideration <laughs> for him. I'll uh, oh, see that, knowing that information, that makes me not trust either one of them. I mean, I need to know, I need more with Ryan. I need to see more scenes with Ryan. I need to know what he does. I need to know his financial situation because it also seems like he's, latching on to Jennifer. She clearly comes from money. She's got all these kids, but this big ass home. She seems to have, she started a business during COVID. There seems to be a lot of wealth there, like old money. And maybe in addition to stuff that she's created on her own. And he just moved on into her house. So it almost feels like she's a sugar mama. And it might not be the case. He hit the jackpot with Jen and I need to understand more about Ryan before I change my mind on that theory. And maybe that's also why Tamara's concerned. Because this might be his MO as well. Not only is he a town whore, he might prey on women with money. Yeah, I don't think he's any prize. And I think Tamara knows that. But again, if you've known this, why would you allow that relationship to develop at Cut Fitness? I think if she were as concerned as she makes it out to be, she would have said something a lot sooner and she would have kind of nudged Jen a lot sooner. But I mean, she was probably like looking forward to Jen being on the show. She's like, oh, there's going to be lots of rich storyline here. Or it could be that she didn't take think that it would be serious. Like, oh, you know, like let. Oh, maybe. You know, like let's let Jen just get. Or maybe they're not serious, Rachel. Maybe they're not serious, but they're playing it up on the show. And maybe that's what's triggering Tamara so much. Is she's just like, this. you guys are playing house on camera mm-hmm. when in reality, you don't have a solid relationship. Dick pic. Dick pic. <laughs> Dick pic. To me, that, was the, that whole the gin drama was the highlight of the show, uh, coupled with Gina's reaction. Was there anything else that stood out to you that you wanted to address? But I, nothing for me. I mean, I'm enjoying the Montana trip. I think the camping is cute. I think the cabins are great. I like seeing all the women dressed up in their campy little outfits. Like, I am thoroughly enjoying this cast trip. I would be very curious to see how Emily would have affected this dynamic. Mm. Uh, She would have been like, I want to eat a steak. (laughs) Every time. She's like, I want cake. I want tacos. She would have been like, I don't care about the drama. She would have seen those poor women that were sitting there waiting to eat the dinner. She'd be like, I'm going to go hang out with them. Y'all figure out your drama over here. 
Or would she have? Because there's drama surrounding Emily right now. People are all up in her business about her weight loss, which she ended up addressing, mm. saying that I think I thought at first she said she had lipo. Maybe I made that up. Yeah. And it was lipo and Ozempic. And Ozempic. See, I didn't see the and Ozempic part. And a lot of people, and I do understand the sentiment, it's Emily and she has every right to do with her body what she wants. Like, I know a yeah. lot of people on Ozempic. I could, I'm not here to judge. But what I do hate, and this is where I saw some of the criticism, There's a there are a lot of people who looked up to Emily because she wasn't the stereotypical body type that you see in OC. And it was, it just showed, you know, like a different type of woman. And I appreciated seeing that from Emily. And I just hope if she did it, I hope she just did it for her, maybe for, for health reasons. I hope she didn't do it to, because she was like succumbing to the pressure of being on reality TV or to keep up with the wom- women on the show or just in Orange County. That's what I hope she didn't do. And I think some people are afraid that it got to Emily, you know, all these years yeah. on television, which it's tough. All these years on television finally made Emily, you know, break down. Yeah. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully not. She looks great either way. Have we ever, to your Montana point, we haven't seen the women go out on the range like this in any other franchise, have we? I don't, not that I can recall. So I feel like this is going to be a new trend, which makes sense that OC starting it because they're the OGs. But you know how like everybody used to do goat yoga and then yeah. everybody, there's something else. Everybody used to do um, like the axe throwing. It's like we ca- we were seeing all these similar things. And I felt like as I was watching it, I go, I bet we're going to see some more people. Somebody's going to go to Wyoming. Somebody's going to go to Idaho. It's going to be a thing now where the women play yeah. Yellowstone. Yeah. But I'm watching these. I like these women doing it. And I think that there's something in the air in Montana that's bringing out the yeah. worst in them, which is great TV. Okay. That is all for us here on Morally Corrupt. Hope you enjoyed the recap, the news of the week. Zach, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll be back next week to talk more OC. And we get New York next week, too. Woo-woo. I'm not excited, but I'm curious. And I hope I'm wrong. Same. They're not doing a good job with these trailers, okay? People arguing over cheese does not entice me. And I have a dairy aversion too. Like, you're not doing... Give us more. No. Give us more. So, we'll see. We'll recap it here on Morley Corrupt. You guys have a happy Friday and a beautiful weekend. See you next week. 